What's going on? This is Andy. And this is August. Hey guys, it's Liz. What's going on guys? This is Brandon. What's up? This is Dave. What's up? It's Logan and Kai. And you're listening to the Anti-Social Social Tour Podcast. Hello, who are you and what do you do? Hey, my name is Tristan and I'm a photographer from Easton, Pennsylvania. I used to be anti-social. That was the old me. But now I'm feeling social. And I think we should meet. I used to be a local. Young in the run in the streets. But now I'm trying to be a mogul. Before I DIE. Hey, What's up, what's up, world? It's Brandon Avery. I'm here with local photographer Tristan. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. I don't think I've been here since like uh, the beginning of this year. Yeah, right. Right before the grand opening, you swung by. I, for, you know, I'm trying to remember who did you come with? Uh, Carter. Carter, got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Perfect. Um, so what you been up to since then? Um, not too much. Just trying to, you know, stay as normal as we can during these crazy times. Uh, been working on some. Personal uh, photo shoot concepts, and um, I started a Depop page. I've been reselling vintage clothing, and uh, yeah, just doing the whole thrifting thing. So is Depop like um, only for, is it only for men clothing, or is it um, for all clothing? No, it's it's for all all genders. Um, it just kind of leans towards like vintage and uh, streetwear and like high fashion brands. Okay, so it's more like a Flight Club or StockX for clothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So do like really do they get like big ticket items on there? Um, yeah, I've seen some really crazy price stuff on there, like uh, uh, um, the Jordan ones, like the original pair of Jordan ones that yeah. Michael Jordan wore. Yeah, they were like listed for like ten k. Oh no, that's ridiculous! <laughs> yeah, it's wild. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, your photographer. What type of photographer do you photography do you do? Um, I mainly lean towards conceptual photography. Okay. Um, so what inspired you? Um, that's such a difficult question for me. <laughs> Um, I get inspired by so much, really. I mean, mainly the thing that inspired me to, like, start doing conceptual photography was just the fact that I wanted to make work that was going to relate to people in some sort of way, and I really wanted to make something that's meaningful, you know? I want to create art that people look at and they, they feel something, good or bad, really, just yeah. feel anything, you know? And, and they're able to look at whatever work I am creating and, and kind of relate to it in some yeah. way. Yeah, a bit of more of a still art... Uh vibe there yeah. like a piece of art that you can actually put in a frame and some 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 big ass castle yeah yeah for sure <laughs> that's super dope um and it's a lot a lot of it is dark right um yeah i, yeah. I guess i have a, a darker style yeah what did that what does that come from um i mean in all honesty like i have a, a pretty extensive background with mental illness yeah. so um i was really just inspired with that and um just wanted to run with it because i i know so many people that are affected by it in so many different ways and um, I just think it's something that everybody can relate to in some way, whether, yeah. you know, they deal with it themselves or they know someone that does. Yes. And we and speaking about mental illness, um, what type of mental illness have you battled? Um, I deal with a lot of social anxiety and depression. Okay. Anything that's, has it gotten better through your photography? Has it helped? Yeah, definitely. Um, honestly, photography has been one of the greatest sources of overcoming my anxiety, you know, like constantly meeting new people, um, even sitting here doing this with you, yeah. you know, like, I don't think this is something that I could have done like 
a year or two ago. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm a little shaky right now. But yeah. I think it's probably just the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that coffee. Yeah. You did say you got up, it just came. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Well, hope, hopefully it is just the coffee. <laughs> um, so... Also, speaking of your um, your photography, you recently did a book last year, right? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's when I first heard of you, actually. Um, yeah, yeah. You did a show at Second Base. Yep. Uh, Second Base Vintage. Um, and how was that? It was incredible. Um, I mean, honestly, it was literally everything that I had hoped for. You know, like so many of my friends were just amazed by it because it was, I had talked about doing that exactly how it happened for, you know, the whole process of making that book. Like I said, I'm going to make this book. It's going to be about mental illness and you know just bringing attention to that topic I'm gonna have a party at second base I'm gonna have these friends of mine perform I'm gonna do it this way and then it all just kind of came to life within so you manifested it came to life how long did it take for the manifest manifestation to happen um I worked on the book in total for about a year worth of shooting and then once I finished all the photos and everything it took me about two or three months to get everything together as far as like the party and all that. Yeah. Yeah. That was dope. And it's called Alone in the Dark, right? Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Is it it's available only uh, hard copy? Available hard copy um, on my website, uh, tristanbrodskyphoto.com. That's super dope, man. Yeah. So how was the, the outcome of the event? Um, it was incredible. It was really everything I had hoped for. You know, like I I'd talked about having it at second base. That was really the only spot I was willing to have it because wow. I just like... I don't know. I fuck with Andy so heavy. Like he's, he does so much for the community around here. I wouldn't have wanted to have it anywhere else. Um, so I talked to him about it. You know, he helped me plan everything, set a date and all that. And it went great. I mean, I had literally everybody I could have wanted to be there yeah. was there. Like my grandfather and my, my grandmother came wow. away from North Carolina. That Whoa. meant so much to me. Yeah. <laughs> did you know they were coming? I did. I did. Okay. They were actually here. Um, about two weeks prior to that and I told them what was going on and they were like all right yeah we'll definitely like make our way back here wow. we have to be here for that and that just really touched my heart you know yeah that's definitely dope are you born and raised in Pennsylvania um I was actually born in New Jersey okay which part um Franklin Franklin Jersey Township. Yeah, yeah Franklin yeah. Township uh-huh Jersey boy over here too yes sir um <laughs> so how long have you been doing photography when did you first um realize like oh this is what I want to do um well I got my first camera in I think my junior year of high school. Okay. Pretty sure. Um, and then when I first got my camera, I was really just taking photos of a lot of cars and stuff. That's what I was really into at the time. A lot of my friends had like, you know, Volkswagens and stuff like that. Yeah. I um, was doing that thing for a while. And then not that I got bored of it, I was still doing it, but I just wanted to like get deeper into photography. So I started like going to New York City, going to Philly, going to a lot of like abandoned locations up in those areas okay. um, with a couple friends of mine. And uh, once I started doing that, I just got super deep into it. That's when I really like was like, all right, this is what I want to do. I started, you know, selling prints, doing, you know, actual photo shoots with other people and and stuff like that. Just started really going heavy with it from there. Awesome. What's your creative process like when it comes to um, your projects, right? Um, Typically, I'll get inspired from, you know, some sort of like song lyric or, you know, movie scene, something like that. And then... um, I'll kind of like either write the concept down or like write the lyric or whatever it is in like my notes on my phone. And then I kind of just add to it from there, whether yeah. it be like whatever I find first, you know, like if I think of a location first or I know exactly who I want to model it. From yeah. There, I just kind of build off of the idea itself and, and just keep going. Isn't that pretty awesome how you can do that, though? Like it'll just be one thing and then you could build around that one thing. Yeah. yeah. So like you said, whether it's a song, 
and I'll build up that song like, okay, now I need a person, a location, or it's vice versa, but this location, then find the person. I think that's super awesome and creative. Yeah. Um, what has it ever been a time when you when it took you a long time and you didn't uh, oh, go through with it? A hundred percent, and I literally still have concepts right now that I came up with like last year, and yeah. I've just been like. There's one specifically that I've been working to get done the past few weeks, and it's just something that I know could really, like, elevate my career, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's something, it's really good, and it's very important to me, um, so I just want to make sure that when I do do it, it's, like, It's perfect, done right, you know? yeah. yeah. And there's yep. a lot of different elements that go into this one, yeah. so. And then honestly, that's um, good that you have that in you. They say, I'm going to be patient till it's right. Because sometimes we'll just rush out and do it, and and again, it, it's just a flop. Yeah, because I've definitely been in that yeah. that spot before. We all have. <laughs> I think <laughs> I definitely think we all have. So, other than photography, do you do anything else? Um, like I said, I've been doing the the Depop thing. Um, been really into like vintage clothing for a long time. So I had you know just some stuff laying around my house. I figured I would start doing that. But uh, I also you know made an Instagram page for it. If anyone wants to check it out, six one zero vintage. Um, no spaces or anything. It's really easy right. to find. So it'll be like an online shop for vintage clothing. Um, realistically, I'm trying to like keep the sales just on Depop because okay. it secures like the purchase and everything, you know. Um, but I, I use the Instagram page just to like advertise the clothing that I do have for sale. Got it. Got it. Um, so speaking of vintage clothing, because I'm not like a vintage connoisseur. Um, what what is I guess I'm asking what uh makes a certain clothing vintage like like can i just take a random shirt and say it's vintage um I, or does it have to have like facts behind it i guess like vintage to most people is anything before like the year 2000 i okay. guess yeah you know? <laughs> um but there there's different categories to it you know like i i don't necessarily um sell like vin like strictly vintage clothing you know like i i just go thrifting and mm -hmm. like if i see some stuff that I think is cool. I pick it up and I nice. just, you know, put it for sale. Cause it's like, I don't know, the, the clothing industry makes like a lot of waste and stuff. So I think it's really cool to like repurpose clothing. And definitely, like, honestly, I've been super inspired by like everyone over at second base. Like I love what they do over there. So yeah. I just kind of been following in their shoes a little bit. I won't lie. Yeah. <laughs> and we, Cause I mean, people think like back, like, like speaking of two thousands, when you had holes in your clothes, it was like frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. And now and all that like, stuff is like, back now it's like, and like, everyone likes to wear my shirt. Definitely. Like yeah. this is what it is. And I think it's just changing the way we think. Um, we were pre-programmed to think that if you have a holding your clothes, you're a bum or yeah. something or if you, yeah. And all then, the, all the older styles are coming back now too, with like the baggier shirts and yep. baggy pants and all that. Yep. Man. Bell bottoms. I've seen for I've sure. Seen bell bottoms. I've seen a lot. Um, that should have been on vibrate. <laughs> um, so that's pretty cool. So where would you like your photography to take you? Um, I've never really thought about that. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess I have, but to be put on the spot, um, realistically with my photography, um, I just always want to stay true to myself. You know, I don't really care what I end up doing, like whether it's, I end up shooting for Louis Vuitton someday, or I end up, you know, just continuing on my solo path and just doing my own thing. Um, I don't really care what it is as long as I can stay true to my craft and what I like to do. Yes. And definitely who you are. Yeah. Um, so are you going to stick to this type of photography or are you, or every now and then do you um, go somewhere else with it? Um, I kind of branch out a little bit from time to time. I mean, I like to shoot with other people that don't necessarily have the same exact style as me. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of my friends that um, I shoot with, you know, they do a lot of conceptual shoots, but, like, some of my friends are more, like, fashion-oriented. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always down to help people out do stuff like that. You yeah. know, it's just, like, what I like to post on my Instagram page is I'm, 
I try to keep everything coherent, you know? Yeah. So like if I'm going to post something that doesn't necessarily fit the niche that I have on my page, I try to just like wait until I have something else yeah. that's going to fit. So it can fall, yeah. so I can fall in line with yeah, it. Yeah, keep the threes looking yeah. nice. Exactly. You know? It's all <laughs> exactly. about the aesthetic. Yep, it's all about the aesthetic. Um, definitely. So what, what type of music are you into? I know you said that you um, sometimes music will inspire you. Yeah. Um, are you in this lo-fi phase like everyone is in? Not really. I mean, I'm into everything, honestly. Yeah. You know, like I could go just the other day I was in the car and like I could go from listening to like Jimi Hendrix to like Young Pinch. Like uh, Young Pinch, who's that? I don't know Young Pinch. I don't know. Uh, he, I don't like, know who Young Pinch is. The name the name sounds a lot worse than like, you know, <laughs> like all these rappers these days yeah. have crazy names. But he's he's like a Southern California rapper. He's kinda got like a beachy type flow. He's okay. pretty cool. All right. A young pinch. I gotta yeah. I gotta like Listen because yeah. <laughs> it sounds like I wouldn't listen to him because of his name. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Super weird. So hopefully he's, uh, he's signed under Black Bear. If you're familiar with Black Bear, they have kind of a similar sound. No, no. no. I'm see. I'm I just listen to what comes on the radio. I got you. And then that's how I branch out or someone will tell me, hey, like yeah. you listen to this person. I go, OK, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, and yeah. that's how I jump on the waves. Um, But as far as like going out and and li- searching for people. No, I don't do that. I um, feel you, man. It, yeah, I got too much things to do in my day. Uh, <laughs> but I would definitely look, because because of his name, I want to be like, yeah. yo, this guy. Okay, all right, Tristan, put me on a young yeah. pinch. I'm, uh, I'm very open when it comes to music. I, I listen to so many different types when it's, same. you know, like. I don't I don't see how people just listen to one, one genre because, like, you'll get something from each genre. Yeah. And some of the genres totally. will cross, you know, and then just give you a different vibe and different visions. I mean, like, I get inspiration from just taking walks and talking to people. 100%. So uh, music is another thing. So, yeah, like, lo-fi is, like, the thing now. Um, I, I call it... Lo-fi is, like, meditation music. Yeah. You know, so there's just kind of, like, a little remixed meditation music that they just made it sound different. Um, uh, but anyway, so you said you sell clothes on... Um, Depop. Depop. Mm-hmm. Um but you've been selling clothes before that, correct? Maybe no, not no, really. Just like, first time I, straight yeah. on that. It's kind of a funny story, actually. Like my mom's cousin is a hoarder, and he just so happened to have like these old Super Bowl jackets that he gave to me, and I had them sitting in my basement for no like joke. Authentic like, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, they were sitting around for like a year in my basement, and I was like, "What am I going to do with these?" So finally, I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to make a Depop and see if they sell." Yeah. And then I was at the thrift store, and I came across like ten things that I wanted to buy, mm-hmm. but like. Not all for me, you know, like I was just like, these would be cool on somebody, but they weren't all my size and stuff. And I was like, oh, I have the Depop page now. Might as well just throw them on there and see if someone buys them. And then I kind of just got carried away with it. (laughs) Yeah. So have you made a sell yet? Oh, yeah. 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 Any any good profits, like big profits? Yeah, I I sold a Grateful Dead shirt that I got for free for over $100. I won't name the exact number, but. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Okay. It's like a little, nice little, uh. Some another social income. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I got to wear the shirt a couple times too before I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's vintage, so you got to repurpose it. That's yeah, exactly. good. And you got some flicks in it, so that's good. It was yours. Um, any um projects? What's what's your favorite project of yours up to to date? Um, I mean, I guess my book. You know, I, I put so much time into it, and you know, it really came from the heart. I mean, I touched on things in that book that I don't think people realize that I deal with personally. You know, like um. I mean, there was a period of time where I was really struggling with like having an eating disorder and wow. I don't think people can really not relate to that, but I, I don't think people realize that, you know, men struggle with things like that. Too. Yeah. And, um, my friend Julia, you know, she was, um, dealing with similar things and she, we came up with this concept together and, um, we did a few different concepts, me and her with eating disorders in the book and, uh, they all just came out 
incredible. Like exactly how I pictured them in my mind. They were yeah. on the page. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I really just, I put over a whole year's worth of feeling into that book, you know, and things that were really traumatic for me and I was really struggling with at the time. So I just, yeah, the book is definitely, you know, my most heartfelt project. Nice. And it's safe to say that it helped you overcome a, a real big battle that you're still battling today. It really did. Um, it definitely, you know, made me more confident in not only um, my work, but just, you know, what I was what I was doing in general, just with life and, you know, like my mental health, overcoming everything. It just it, it really helped. Yeah. So how was your childhood? Um, I mean, it was great. Honestly, I can't really like, uh, you know, talk down too much. I mean, everyone goes through their their things, you know, with their parents and stuff like that. But like my parents are seriously the most loving people I could ask for as far yeah. as parents, you know, like they're so supportive. They're actually, they're the ones that bought me my first camera. So wow. I kind of, what was your first camera? Uh, it was a Nikon D3200 with nice. like the kit lens and all that. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, they're, they're solely responsible for all of this. They've been super supportive through everything I've done my whole life. That's dope. My yeah. first camera was a Nikon. It was like when it was point and shoot zooms. Yeah. yeah. I don't, they wasn't selling. I don't think they were selling kits at the time. Yeah. It was like a little, little point and shoot. It was stupid. You got <laughs> to start. Exactly. You got to start somewhere. Um, so, so your childhood was great. You're, so you're, you have a really good support system now. Still, still to this day. Um, so what, what sparks your depression and your anxiety? <sighs> Which, do you know the root? I wish I did know, man. Honestly. I mean, um, my my home life when I was younger wasn't exactly the best. You know, my, my parents got married at a really young age. So um, they, I think, were just working through uh, the struggles of being a young couple that, you know, had a child. And yeah. was just trying to, you know, get to where they wanted to be as individuals. Um, and it's taken me years to kind of understand that, you know, that, like, your parents are human too. Yeah. So, like, you kind of have to let them make those mistakes and, and kind of just like forgive them for them. Yeah. Um, but I'm, uh, I kind of forgot the question to be honest. Where did the source Where come did from? Source yeah. from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. I think like a lot of people try to, you know, blame their problems now on like childhood trauma and stuff yeah. like that. But like, really, I, th I just think I have a chemical imbalance in my brain, man. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't think I could give a reason to it. It's just kind of like I was born this way. Yeah. I mean, I respect that answer too. Um, one of the things you said, I know how you said, like, uh, your parents are human and we have to forgive them as well. I don't know. That's like a, it's a, it's a touchy subject in a sense because, you know, there's certain things that are, are yeah, unforgivable. Yeah. Definitely. But I'm, I, just, I'm speaking for me personally. Yeah, you know? definitely. Um, exactly. And I mean, I agree with you hundred percent because you do have to forgive them because it's partial because we're, um, half and half because we're human too and we're yeah. going to make mistakes. But also, you know, I mean, eh, we, if we have another like little person, we should, you know, for sure certain sacrifices, but we are also able to grow. And now you're an adult and you understand and you didn't put that blame on a childhood trauma you that was like the the one of the greatest things i've ever heard it was like it's like, i'm just going to settle for it's a chemical imbalance yeah. and we all have these imbalances and i think talking about mental um illness is something that's great so your book is awesome too because we should these type of things should be spoke of especially when especially for men i was having this conversation yeah. <laughs> i think two days ago um the same thing like these type of things need to be talked about so people can feel that is normal I agree 100%. I think everyone suffers from some form of mental illness. Yeah. I don't think anyone. That was, that, that'll be creepy. Yeah. That yeah. was a, a big, uh, you know, factor in me making my book. You know, I was just like, there's so many people that I know that I even know people that I feel like have things that mm -hmm. they don't even know they have, yeah. you know, they, like, or they don't want to um, admit to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They don't want to self-diagnose themselves or just, you know, 
but in time they will. Yeah, they'll I, understand that it's it's okay. This is this is a good time to say that I encourage everyone to at some point in their life see a therapist. Yeah, just to talk. Like you never know what you might find out about yourself. You it, know, I think the problem was is wordplay of words, right? They, you, you, when you think of therapists, you think of yes. shrink. You yes. think of issues. You think of problems. You think of you know the worst thing ever. Instead of a person just to listen and yeah. to understand. And to respond if needed. Sometimes it's good to have a talk with someone that knows absolutely nothing, nothing about you. They can't be judgmental. They can't judge you. They don't know you from a can of paint. You don't know them. So you should be able to re- release more. Yeah. And, you know, they won't be judged. That's the best part. I think that is a great, um, some great advice right there. Um, so what are your future plans um, with the project? I know COVID has been uh, taking an effect. I know earlier you said you were doing some self-portraits. Yeah. Um, and how about how many have you done and and what, what are they um i've done about i think four self portrait shoots since this year started um i did one that was sort of like a i wanted to do a shoot inspired by the heart eater music video by xxx tentacion okay um one of my favorite artists um but i wanted to do a photo shoot inspired by that but obviously obviously it's kind of difficult to you know link up with models and yeah. stuff during that time so I kind of just put a different twist on it from what I was originally going to do. And I kind of just set up like a dinner scene in my uh, my basement little studio that I have. Yeah. And um, I have like a a fake like Halloween decoration prosthetic heart. So I put that on like a dinner plate with like silverware and okay. like a bottle of wine, candelabra. Um, cool little setup. Did some of that. And then um, just a, I did like one shoot that was kind of, I have this kind of like ongoing like Goosebumps series because okay. I'm like super inspired by like the old Goosebumps covers. The you love the books? Yeah. yeah I love those growing up. Um, always super been into like horror and stuff. So obviously you can see that in my work. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I did a, a shot where I was like laying in my bed and I'm like pulling the covers up over my face and there's hands just coming from all different I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. Um, but really just like trying to, trying to just keep working at the photography like COVID has really put a damper on things but I'm just trying to figure out how to like work through it how to navigate yeah at the beginning of the year I was really looking forward to like doing more events and like I really wanted to be a part of you know I was looking into like getting a spot over at like the Philly Tattoo Convention and stuff like that you okay. know I feel like places like that are really good spots to like show my work there's yeah. a lot of people that are gonna you know understand that style of art um but yeah, since since COVID happened, it's kind of there's not too much going on as far as like social activity yeah, like that. Yeah, it shifted a so, lot. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out how to like move with the times, I guess you know. And I won't lie, I've kind of been not necessarily uninspired, but just um, I'm in a place that's a lot better, like mentally, than I was in the past. Yeah, you know, even six months ago. So I'm just trying to figure out like how I can create work that is still like my style i yeah. guess like the style that everyone's used to me putting out um yet relate to how i'm currently feeling and what i'm currently doing hmm. interesting because yeah. you're in a better place yeah so how do you create the art that you've been doing consistently when you're up a little bit um i'm just trying to go a different direction with it i guess you know like me and my girlfriend just did a shoot over the weekend um that was just black and white set up in my studio with a spotlight and I just kind of made it my own, you know, I nice. just kind of, I, I don't know if it's like the poses that I do or the edits that I do or what, but it's just a combination of everything I think. And, you know, people are really feeling it. But if you look at the, like those photos versus like even the goosebumps set that I shot 
two weeks ago. They're slightly different. Completely different. Completely different. Yeah, completely. Because, wow. like, those have, like, a fashion element, and then, like, the other stuff is more, like, conceptual. Like, so some is some evolving in there. Yeah, for sure. From quarantine. For sure. Which is bit. good, because quarantine put you up instead of down. Yeah. I think it has put a lot of creatives up as well, because it's, like, um, what I thought of the other day, I said, maybe it stopped this busy world and allowed us to create. So in the beginning, we're like, oh, my God, this sucks. We're not going to be able to do yeah. anything. And it's kind of been the opposite. It's yeah. like the working class has been, like, down, and, like, the creatives have been up because it's like the world is at a halt. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I got away from my my normal job, my normal, like, 9 to 5, and I've just been doing what I want to do every day. And, so, I mean, you know, it's not essentially the greatest thing financially. It's not easy. But, like, mentally, it's it's done wonders. Yes. So at the end of the day, like, I tell people I do what I want to do every day. So I'm happy. Yeah. It's not exactly. easy. It's it's really it's inspired me to just like, like, I don't want to go back to work. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just, like I'd rather just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> gamble. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Seriously. Because when your mental is great, then you can create more. Yeah. You know, so it's a suck ass job. Um, I want to talk to you about locations. You have some really dope locations. How do you location scout? You. Like, what's your. Uh... People ask me that. And honestly, I don't know. Like, I just, I've always been good with that. You know, like I used to shoot like mainly just abandoned places. Yeah. So I've always just kind of had an eye for stuff like that. And, um, but a lot of my stuff, you know, I'll, like I said, I'll shoot, I have like a little setup down in my basement, like a studio. It's not really a studio. It's really just a room with like a backdrop, but yeah, still a studio. Know, it works. What would, would, would qualify as a studio, a space you can shoot at. I guess, yours. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. I guess yeah. there's no qualifications, yeah. but, uh, yeah. So I have that. And then, um, I really just kind of use what's available to me, you know, like a lot of, a lot of shots or shoots that I've done, I've done in, you know, like friends' bathrooms or like, uh, you know, there's a, what is it? It's like the old, uh, there's like a plantation or like mansion building over in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. It's called the, it's like the Archibald. Is that the white one? Yeah, it's like okay. the Archibald Johnson Institute or something like that. I don't know, but it's this big mansion. And honestly, it's such a cool spot. Like you could shoot on either side of it and it would look like two completely different locations because wow. it's just like, the architecture of the building is so, so cool. But um, I've shot over there a few times. Um, like I said, I, I kind of just think about it for a while and think, like, what's going to fit this shoot or this concept, like, yeah. exactly how I want it to. And then I try to just look for that exact spot, wherever it may be. Nice. That's dope. I think that's dope. I think location scouting is fun. Especially when you're driving around and you take a picture. I love that the iPhone, when you know when you take a picture, it shows you the location. Yeah. So you don't even got to remember where you are. Yeah. You just take a picture. I, I've been looking for... um. I'm looking for an empty pool, like an empty in-ground pool for the longest. And, of course, like there's stuff, stuff like that is easy to find in, like, Cali. Um, but I have a hard time following here. But the other day, I was, was kind of, like, not lost, but I made the wrong turn. And there was an empty pool in yep. a park. So I just snapped the picture real quick and I said, I'm going to come back and try to figure out how to get in here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and how much time I have before someone calls the cops. Um, but that gave me inspo to push forward with that yeah, idea. Was, so that's pretty cool. It was a little meant to be there. Yeah. Know, yeah. Wrong turn, paid wrong, yep. I was like, wait, what is that? I was getting frustrated too. And I was like, what is that? An empty pool, like yeah. an in ground. Like you, I've never seen like the, um, the pool areas in parks empty their pool without covering it. Yeah. So that was like, Hmm. That's yeah, a sign there. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll go back there and, uh, scout it out to see if I can like walk right in or have to hop a gate or something. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully you can get in, in and out real quick. Yeah. That's the thing. Like if I get in, plan it right, set up right. I could be, before the cops come, I got enough yeah. shots to be like, oh, let me pack myself up. I'm sorry, man. I'm just, you know. I actually got busted in an abandoned house a few weeks back. What what happened? Um, Did it have no trespassing sign on it? No, that's the thing. So like, I, yeah. yeah. I, every weekend I drive up to my girl's house. She lives up in Wilkes-Barre. Okay. Uh, 
every literally every time I go there, I would pass this one house and I would always look at it like knew it was abandoned. Yeah. So finally I was on my way home the one day and I just decided to like stop and check it out. And I was in there for a while looking around and as I made my way out, I just see someone pulling in the driveway and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Did you have your car and parked in the driveway? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Really- <laughs> Yeah. There, there was nowhere else to park. It's on like a country road. Like there's no other pull off spots. So I kind of just had to pull in. And yeah. my goal was to just like just pull got it in, out. like check it out and then dip. But I was in there for longer than I guess I should have been. So it must have been some some good uh, aesthetics in there. Um, No, it was really just the fact that it, I could tell from the outside that it was a two floor home mm-hmm. and I could not find the staircase because it actually ended up being separate units. OK, so I couldn't find the door to get upstairs. <laughs> and then, yeah. So I came back out and some ladies pulling in and we had a not so nice little conversation. She told me to just get the F out of there. And I was, was like, it her house? Uh, it was her property, but it, no one lived there. It was yeah. destroyed. Like roofs were falling in and stuff. I yeah. was like, why do you care so much? Yeah, Like, well, fuck, I don't want to live here. I'm just trying to shoot here. Yeah. I finished scouting. I told her that too, but she just, she wasn't having it. You know, it was just like, whatever. I respect that too. You know, it is someone else's property. You kind of just yeah. have to abide by it and just be like, all right, thanks for not. Yeah, thank calling you the cops. for not calling the cops. I'll be back next week, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope. Have you ever been busted by the cops? Or, I have, yeah. yeah. I got arrested um, when I was... For shooting? For taking pictures, yeah, but I was trespassing. Um, <gasps> I always thought, see, this is why I know that I don't... Tr- see, in Jersey, whenever I see no trespassing sign, I don't mind. Yeah. Like, because it's like, I don't know, it's just, the severity of the states is like varies because yeah. I grew up there and it's like, yeah... Whatever. It, it really but here depends. In PA, when I see no trespassing sign, I, I don't, I don't, I try not to go in. I was actually in Manhattan on a roof. When I got ah, arrested. Yeah, well, yeah. And um how'd you get okay, yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, I'll tell you the whole story. So um I was with like six people, no joke. Um, or I was probably one of six people. So I was with like five other people and we were on this roof in uh the lower east side, right by the Williamsburg Bridge on okay. the Manhattan side. And um we were just taking pictures of like the bridge and everything, all that stuff. And um I was standing on the edge of the building at one point, you know, okay. and I guess you somebody know, from, saw it maybe. from the ground that looks like a jumper or, yeah. you know, whatever. And, um, I guess there was some policemen down there. And so we were actually in a public housing building. So they have every right to just walk in there as they please. Yeah. Um, so they came up to the roof and the thing that I didn't understand about the whole situation was that like, I was down from the edge of the roof by the time they had gotten up there, but we had our backs turned and, you know, I just hear NYPD freeze Yeah, and turn around and there's two cops standing there with their guns pointed at us. And I'm like, what? Like, what's up? Yeah. What's going on? So, you know, they talked to us and everything and told us, you know, that they saw me up there and that they, you know, thought it was a possible like suicide risk or whatever. And they were just coming up to make sure everything was safe. But in turn, like, if you're coming up to make sure everything's safe, why are you walking out on the roof with your with gun your guns pointed? pointed at me? Yeah, yeah like, saying freeze. Yeah, like if I was a suicide risk, I like, would have jumped. How would that have helped? <laughs> I'd have ticked. Um, yeah, man. They just you know searched all of us, did that whole thing, and took us to the local precinct and got booked for I don't know, like three hours. But so what did what did they what was their reason for your for their arrest? Trespassing. Um, I actually because you guys didn't live in the building. Yeah, I got a trespassing citation. Um, ended up having a court date. So obviously don't live in New York city. So I had to go to New York city one day at like seven o'clock in the morning, sit in the courtroom, literally offer them to just have the judge call my name, walk up to the stand and say, your case is dismissed. Wow. Yeah. Because they know they don't, no judge want to deal with that bullshit. Yeah. It's garbage. Yeah. I'm a photographer. Yeah. This is New York. Yeah. Like there's literally so much other shit going on and And, that's what you're doing. And there's probably in that minute that they, all that time that the 10 minutes took to get to the top of the building. 
They yeah. they passed countless things in that building. Yeah. In that like, building alone, yeah, in right? That building. Like, yeah. <laughs> it probably hurts one getting stabbed. Like, no, no, we gotta go to the roof. We gotta go to the roof. Like well, we gotta get in the rest out of this building today. It's not gonna be yeah. involved in some extra paperwork. It's all right though, you know, it's a it's a cool story to tell. But yeah. Life Did you get some dope yeah. pictures out of it? Uh yeah, yeah, for sure. So there you go. Yeah, pictures tells a thousand words. Okay. So um do you have any goals before the year end? Um I guess I should, right? You know? <laughs> eh, it's not, it's, I don't think it's necessarily uh, uh, something that's required. Um, I'd really like to mainly, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay small. You know, I'd, I'd like to get the few concepts that I have on the top of my head done. Um, I'd like to move out and get my own place. And I'd like to um, just keep, keep pushing with the photography, man. You know, that's, that's really my only goal is to just like always just keep moving forward with my Definitely. photography. Definitely. I think that's what the, it is. That's why I love it so much. Cause you cannot learn everything. Yeah. It's always a learning. It's always going to be evolving. I, yeah. I love that. Like right now I've been saying it's the time to go back to photography school in a sense and learn some new traits. Cause everything has changed. Yeah. And like the last, what, uh, maybe two years or not even two years, even six months. So yeah. much has changed. So I think that's the exciting part that you get to learn some new, new, some sure. new, um, techniques um any collaborations that you love um like ones that i've already done yes um well i love uh working with my friends julian green and uh julia blando those are two of my is the julian green guys the one on the white steps that one you did is that the mansion that you took at the pictures at uh it's like a guy oh the one with like the the blood yes um no that's actually justin spigley okay that was a dope Um, one another friend of mine yeah i'm a big fan of that shoot i actually uh made some stickers based off of that image yeah was that Um, the one at the mansion in bethlehem yeah okay that's that's right over there but uh yeah i love um mainly lurking i I always work with really the same couple people but um julian and julia those are like two of my best friends and also uh two of my favorite models to work with um i just feel like our styles work extremely well together nice. regardless of what we're doing. And, you know, they're good friends of mine too. So it's always, we always have a good time yeah. regardless of what we're doing. And the comfortable shoot is a great shoot. That is facts. definitely, <laughs> if you can give advice to any aspiring uh, photographer, what would it be? Um, I would really just say to like, don't ever stop. Like just always, always keep grinding. Like always shoot, like bring your camera with you wherever you go. And just shoot everything because that that's what I did when I was younger. And that's, I mean, it took me years to find out like what quote unquote, like my style style, is. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, that's not the case for everybody. You might start shooting something and just immediately realize like, all right, like this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to run with. So yeah, I would really just say like, don't stick to one thing, you know, just like always experiment, try new things, you know, cause you never know. You might, meet a new person you might see a new thing you know it it never hurts to just try new stuff and just um just run with it you know just grab a camera and just just go not even just the camera you know like regardless of what you're what you're creative whatever you're doing yeah yeah just just, do it just do it yeah as much as you can yeah Yeah, and and put it out there too don't like be the one of those artists that's like oh i'm gonna make all this art and like even if you think it's bad hostage just put it out yeah because like even getting feedback from other people is going to help you like, you know, grow. Yeah, definitely. Great advice, man. Um, where can we find you? Uh, you could find me on Instagram at underscore T broad and also on my website at Tristan Dope. Tristan. Thanks a lot for coming, man. Yeah, Appreciate thanks it so much, man.